We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, the Memorial Tournament Research Picks preview getting you ready for everything that is coming throughout the week smash the like and give me your sleeper down in the comment section while you're here as is always the case sub to the free newsletter and sub to mayo media network on youtube or the audio podcast if you like walking around and listening to some of this stuff and now is the best time to get in on the monthly deal for fantasynational.com Get yourself all the way through the next elevated event at the Travelers Championship by getting the monthly fantasynational.com slash mayo. No Listener's League link as of yet, because apparently it's a holiday in America. This I should know because it's called the Memorial Tournament. It happens at the same time every year, but I can't even get my municipal holidays right. It's the one thing when you work in sports for so long that holidays really have no meaning to you because you always have to work on holidays, so you just stop paying attention. Besides Christmas... And New Year's, I suppose, although there's always football on New Year's, so you're always working anyway, that everything just kind of glides by. So we're going to have our regular stream of content this week. We'll be on like an hour and a half delay for the pick show on Monday, but then I got in Tambo is taking the week off. So I got Joe Iadone coming in. Ben Raza is going to be on this week, maybe a Cuss Corner coming out a little bit later. So stay tuned for all of that. But again, fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get yourself that 20% off. All right. Let's talk about the field. It's another elevated event at the Memorial. And, well, it's a very good field per, per usual. I mean, it's not like the Memorial had a lot of issues anyway getting a lot of players to come and play at Jack's course at Mirrorfield Village. But here we are. It's an invitational, so it's only 120 players. Top 65 and ties end up making the cut. And everyone outside of Max Homa and Tony Finau are going to be in the field, as you can see in terms of strokes gain total. Scheffler, Rom, Cantlay. Xander and Windy C, Wyndham Clark, uh, coming in fifth over the past 24 rounds. And Hatton, Hovland, Spieth, Fowler, 
and Denny McCarthy. Fowler had this one in the bag one year until Jason Duffner came and completely took that away from him. I believe that was in, geez, when was that? 2017 was that year. I think Duffner ran away with it, and then Fowler got back into it, and then Duffner ended up prevailing in the end. One note about this course before I completely forget. We've seen, I mean, not so much recently, but we've seen a lot of, like, bad putters and bad short game players end up doing really well, and there's more on that uh, when I get to the course breakdown, but this is an elevated event. Like I said, it's capped at 120 players. It's good. It's a really good field. Uh, Thirsty Lawrence and Ryan Fox are both going to be in the field. Kitayama's in the field. I wonder if Minwoo is in the field. Let's see here. I totally spaced on that now. Minwoo is not playing this week after playing at Colonial. He got stuck in the Michael Block group, so it's probably very draining for him. Good thing Michael Block didn't get the invitation to Memorial. He will be at the Canadian Open next week, however. I think it's time to talk about the course. You're pretty, plenty familiar with Mirfield Village. And to break it down a little bit more, it's a par 72, it's 7,543 yards. There was a redesign after the COVID year when they had back-to-back tournaments at this course. Uh, Morikawa won the workday with the easier setup, and then Rom ended up winning the next week. And one of the hardest tournaments of the year, coming down the stretch at that tournament, they were actually digging up the courses They were digging up the course to begin the renovation for the year after, after the final groupings had played the holes. So that was pretty funny to look at. Uh, Like I said, the greens, fairways, and tee boxes were all regrassed, and an extra 100 yards was added to the course. The greens weren't just reconstructed with new bent grass, irrigation, and precision air systems. But they're recontoured as well. More on the greens in a second, because they're kind of easy, weirdly enough. Uh, All greenside bunkers were modified too, and Mirfield Village had already possessed the most difficult greenside sand traps on the PGA Tour. And the adjustment? Well, that hasn't changed anything in the past two years. It's still incredibly difficult. Generating sand saves from the 68 bunkers spread across the grounds is absolutely essential. No bad sand players here, although... We've seen Morikawa and Cantlay end up in a playoffs. Maybe ball striking. Just don't hit it into the bunkers is probably the better idea. Uh, The greenside traps at Mirfield Village have annually resulted in the longest proximity lanes of any regular course in the PGA Tour rotation. Coupled with the tiny and lightning fast greens, the Memorial sits inside the top five courses with the lowest scrambling percentage, only 53%. And despite the myriad changes... The classic elements of Mirrorfield have always remained. High driving accuracy because of the wide fairways and low greens and regulation because of the smaller than average greens. Like, I mean, long irons and greens and regulation. I think we take a look back at the historic modeling and we try to parse all of that through. We're going to see that really pop itself up a lot. And we talk about the winners and how they got there. I think that's going to rear its ugly head as well. Uh, Mirrorfield Village also had the longest proximity from inside 100 yards from the rough. The rough is devastating here. And the second lowest going for the green rate on the par fives of any course in the regular rotation outside of this week at Colonial. And there's only two par fives on that course, and one of them just isn't reachable. So obviously that the going for the green percentage is going to be very low. But this can have a compounding effect because if you miss the fairway on your layup, which I mean, all of us hacks, we know all about that. Hey, I'm going to do the smart thing. I'm going to lay up because I'm not going to, you know, 156 from the first cut, probably not going to get there. You know, definitely not getting there, although you delude yourself into thinking you're going to get there. These guys, they can get there, but let's call it like 270 from the first cut. You know, guys are like, yeah, there's bunkers that are hard to hit out of. There's water on like 13 of the holes. So let's just, you know, lay up. And if you lay up and you miss the fairway or go through the fairway, Chances are you're like not getting it on the green. You're going to be really far away from the hole. So it compounds matters a lot because scrambling is so difficult. This is why Mirfield Village has the second lowest birdie percentage from the rough of any course. And despite the aforementioned tiny and lightning fast bent grass greens, putting really hasn't been that big of an issue for the field. That's a sneaky thing about this. In fact, these greens run so pure that terrible putters tend to do pretty well. Mirfield Village has the lowest three putt rate of any course on tour, and it ranked inside the top five from makes of five to 10 feet and 10 to 15 feet. In 2021, the field made 89% of their putts inside 10 feet. So maybe a great ball striker who maybe isn't the best at chipping and putting. I mean, around the green tends to mean more than driving here. It's all about your iron play, really. Uh, But if you can hit a tons of green regulation, then all of a sudden you're looking pretty damn good at this course. And approach really outweighs driving at Mirfield Village. And you can attribute that to the thick 
fairways. 13 of the past 15 winners have ranked inside the top 10 in strokes gained approach for the week. Last year, five of the top six finishers on the leaderboard finished top 10 in approach. And the year before, five out of the top five finished inside the top 10 in approach. And this shouldn't be breaking news to you, as approach is always the most important stat whenever we review this every week. But even for approach, this week is kind of crazy how much it outweighs everything. Typically, Approach outgains off the tee at around like a two and a half times clip, a multiplier. But amongst the top five finishers at Memorial, it's almost three and a half times. And it makes sense looking at the course because you miss the green. You're just going to bring pain into your life with all those bunkers and the club catching rough. And there's usually massive fluctuations every year in strokes gained around the green from the top to the bottom of the field. But looking at the past 10 years, it's one of the few courses on tour where around the green actually factors more into play than off the tee just because hitting fairways is so easy and because of those layups on the par five and guys just not going for it as often distance weirdly enough doesn't make as big of a difference especially at a longer course like this than maybe that you'd think so when you're thinking about short hitters you still want guys that can do it off the tee like Kucher and Lingmurth and Stricker and Jason Duffner have all been really good at this course. I mean, Lingmurth beat Justin Rose here in a playoff. Like, those are all winners at this course. They have crisp long irons. They're very good with their wedges. So you have to be good all the way down the list. But, you know, accuracy players can do well here. And if you really want to dig back, way into the past. I would recommend looking at Firestone. We haven't played at Firestone since I think it was 2018, I want to say. Justin Thomas won. I just remember because I was on vacation in Montreal with my wife. I made one bet. It was Justin Thomas, and boom! He opened it like 30 to 1. Got bet down to like 16, but it was just so crazy. I think everyone bet Justin Thomas that week because they just hung a stupid number on him at the very beginning. But we just saw a lot of guys have a lot of combo success, be it Tiger, obviously. Tiger's won a billion times at both the courses. But outside of Tiger, it's hard to really factor in too much with Tiger when you're looking at comps. But Duffner, Lingmurth, Leishman, Keegan, Cantlay, Watson, uh, Bryson, Rose, Furyk have all had success at both those Ohio tracks. So maybe it's just a part of the country that people are a lot more familiar with there's one addition uh to the after doing a deep dive on the leaderboard pga national for the honda classic is another nicholas designed course that features some crossover success but there's so much water and variance at pga national that one year success or failure makes it really hard to judge because one awful shot can essentially take you out of that tournament however with multiple quality results at PGA National, it tends to have a decent feel for Mirfield Village. Not as much as Firestone, but enough to factor it in, and we just don't have that much data from Firestone anymore. And there's one key to tread the water this week. I mean, this is going to be essential at most courses, but the par threes here are so difficult, and the long par fours are so difficult. Just tread water as much as you can on those, and don't waste your opportunities on the par fives. That's an obvious strategy, but the guys that can do that the best are simply going to win. Like, it can get... You can make some big numbers on the par threes. I think it was in... Jeez, was it 2020? before the redesign very windy conditions i believe that was the year that rom beat finau and palmer coming down the stretch Willett was in the mix until he wasn't i remember that very vividly uh phil mickelson laid up on a par three on number 16 that's how bad it got that was one where they assessed the extra penalty to rom in the rough from behind that green when he chipped in because he moved his ball or i can't remember whether they assessed it or not it doesn't matter it was really stupid either way uh americans have won nine of the past 12 years and the memorial has produced five playoffs in the past nine years rose was the last winner to miss the cut in his previous appearance at mirfield and matsuyama was the in 2014 won in his first attempt at the course weirdly enough sawgrass has a lot of crossover appeal at this course too and i'm not entirely sure why that's the case it just does yeah, I can't find any. Maybe it's just there's there's so much water in play on some of them, but like the water is ubiquitous at Sawgrass. It's not ubiquitous here. There's 13 holes with water in play, but it's not like there's just giant lakes everywhere. There's like rivers and tributaries. There are some larger bodies of water, obviously, that a lot of the holes share, but that, that's just going to be the case. In terms of the par threes, three of the par fours check in at over 200 yards, but it's the exception. The 180-yard the 180 one had the highest bo- bogey or worst rate of the bunch at over 26%, so be very wary of that. Ten par fours 
uh, sorry, eight par fours. Or no, 10 par fours on the course. The average distance of two, 450 yards. Three of the four toughest holes on the course are on the back nine. They're par fours, 10, 17, and 18. And three of the four easiest par fours come on the front nine and carry a birdie rate of over 17%. The average distance on the par fives is 570 yards. These are the four easiest holes on the course, all checking in with an eagle rate north of 1%. You know, it's not likely you're going to birdie or make an eagle, but on a few of them you can, and a birdie rate of over 30% as well. So those are all things to keep in mind as we go through everything this week. So that was the course. Let's take a look back at the tournament history at Mirfield Village. And even though we've had, listen, we had Cantlay win in the ROM year, uh, that was 2021. So just to keep in mind some perspective on that when we go to 2021, Rom won this tournament, but he contracted COVID and was forced to withdraw after the third round. In case you forget what happened, that was Cantlay over Morikawa in a playoff. Cantlay was only better than Morikawa just one of the four days as well, but he made a count with a Friday 67, rounds two and three, totaled 11 birdies to just two bogeys, both coming on par threes. The majority of those who ended up inside the top 15 lost on distance to the field, but gained in good drives gained. And of course, yeah, the John Romier. Last year was a weird outlier. Like, just look at this leaderboard. Horschel, Cantley, Neiman was up there, but of course he went to the Live Tour. Thigala, Denny, Sungjae, Rom, they were all inside the top 10. I like Siwoo this week uh, coming in. He's actually having a sneaky, good ball striking week at Colonial, although it's Siwoo. That could just, next week he'd be all chipping and all putting. I just thought it was kind of funny uh, to think that through. I really like Connors this week too. Connors coming off the PGA Championship. I talked about how not little putting matters. You still have to putt well, but I think this is an opportunity for him uh, at an easier putting course with fewer three putts to really let that ball striking take over. He's made the cut each of the past four years uh, and has gotten a little bit better. Like the one thing I don't want people to talk themselves into, and maybe it turns out to be right, but Ben Ann lost in a playoff here in 2018. Bryson was in that playoff. Him, it was Kyle Stanley. I mean, just to tell you how little putting matters. You Duffner won here, and Kyle Stanley made a playoff, and Ben Ann made a playoff. But the Bryson beat Ann and Stanley in 2018. You can see right there, Ben Ann came in second place. He's been cut uh, the past two times he's played this event. But he's having a really nice week at Colonial. It's just going to be really tough for him. He's going to end up being super cheap. He's going to end up being super popular. He might really fall into that Cam Davis mold from last from this week at Colonial when that just didn't work out whatsoever. So just be wary of Ben Ann. Maybe he goes on to win. I'd be happy for Ben Ann. I really like Ben Ann. Uh, he's another one who's had a lot of success at uh, Sawgrass over the years. Well, moderate success for Ben Ann. You can see the top five in terms of strokes gained at this course total over the past five tournaments. Now, Rom has the WD, so he really only has two years' worth of stats at this tournament uh, because he gets wiped off the board when it comes to it. But Cantley, Siwoo, Xander, Rom, and Spieth are your five best then of the players in the field. Then Rory, Horschel, Adam Scott, Scheffler, and Streelman. I don't know what happened with Horschel last year. I really can't figure it out for the life of me. He was just on another plan. He won Wentworth. He won the match play. He won this. Like, it's pretty damn good. He shot a 65 on moving day, which was not only too clear of anyone on the course, it was four strokes better than the next three finishers behind him on the leaderboard. That's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, 10 of the top 12 finishers gained in proximity from 200 yards and plus, by the way, and five of the top eight finished inside the top 10 overall when we looked at it. The John Rahm year, I doubt it's ever going to play that difficult again. It was very windy, and it was after the workday, and the workday had played so easy, they burnt out the course. Uh, also, Jason Day is local to this event. Keep that in mind. He lives in the area. For years, it was always talked about, this is going to be like the Jason Day. Maybe this ends up being the year for Jason Day, but to take a look at his memorial finishes, he has one top 10 in his career. He's played it every year except for 2011 since 2008. One top 10. And that was in the uber difficult year. Dude cannot figure out how to hit his irons at this course. I don't know what it is. He putts really well at this course. But uh, something to, to keep in mind if you're going with Jason Day this week. The history has not been very favorable towards him. 
Uh, Adam Scott is someone who came in second in 2019. I just like the way that Adam Scott's been playing. Uh, obviously, he's kind of hit and miss all over the place, but when you take a look at him, you know, he had the putting rolling at Wells Fargo and Byron Nelson, kind of slipped a little bit at the PGA Championship on, I mean, he was about, on the greens, he was about even with the field, but the off the tee and approach was still fantastic. Gained over six strokes ball striking. It wasn't at Memorial, but he putted his way out of it, and the irons came back a little bit at Wells Fargo. We take a look at his Memorial track record. He's had some pretty good success here. Again, another Players' Championship winner at Sawgrass. Uh, let's see, a fourth and a fifth way back in the day, a fourth in 2014, a second in 2019, a 13th, a 16th. Uh, 11.8 strokes gained on approach and didn't win. That's what happens when Patrick Cantley's got your number, beat you by two that week. You got to gain a few more strokes on the greens, pal, if you're going to figure that one out. Although outside of 2010, when he lost 7.7 strokes, and a year ago when he lost 7.2 around the green, good Lord. Bad run for old Adam Scott on the weekend. But the driving's been really good lately. The approach play is now regaining its form after seeing a lull like Adam Scott. So Adam Scott's going on my short list. Hideki is another one who's going on my short list as well in terms of value. I don't know if I'm going to get there. It all depends on what the number is. And when I guess the odds at the end of the show, obviously we're going to try to figure that out. But you can see that Bent, you know, he's not as bad on Bent as he is on Bermuda. It's not, he can win anywhere. He's Hideki. But look at this iron play. Since coming back from the injury that at post-Masters, he had a nice run before the Masters. Didn't drive it well at the Byron Nelson. You don't need to at the Byron Nelson. But Tita Green, over 10 strokes gained at the PGA Championship. Dude could not make a putt to save his life. Minus 5.7 strokes gained, or lost, sorry, on the green. We take a look at Memorial. It can get bad for him. The no doubt lost almost 10 strokes in four rounds last year, lost six the year, uh, two years ago. Sorry, he didn't play it last year. And then 2020, you know, everyone was having a lot of problems that year. And, you know, just he wasn't on top of his game at this point of the year. We can even go back and look at his lead in form to Memorial in 2021 to see if there's anything that we can really tell. The 2020 year was coming off of COVID, so there's not really much lead in form really to speak of when it comes to Hideki. Let's try to find 2021, find the Memorial. He had won the, oh, that was post. Postmasters, and he had the Postmasters lull until after the U.S. Open. Really, uh, he had been striking his irons, you know, pretty good coming in. Just had a very bad week, but was very good off the tee, and just couldn't really make a putt. But I actually like Hideki and Scott and Corey Connors was going to be the other one. Kind of pointed it out where. If you can, listen, as we just saw, you can lose a lot of strokes putting on these greens, but it's because people have so many makes. So if you can be one of the bad putters who ends up getting their putts to roll, and listen, Connors putted really well. He's gained in, geez, one, two, three, four consecutive weighted tournaments. I'm guessing he didn't gain at the Masters, but the chipping and putting, it's not solved, obviously, when it comes to Corey Connors. But it's getting a little bit better for Corey Connors. Uh, and that's basically all that we need because the ball striking has been so strong. The off the tee has been so strong. The approach has been so strong that if you can just do the other stuff well, all of a sudden we're doing it. Anyway, he did win like you know, two months ago. Why not do it at Memorial? Let's see how he's done here over the years. Gained 8.1 strokes on approach. He kind of fits the Duffner mold to me. Now, Duffner won at Oak Hill. Obviously, Corey Connors did not. But he's that type of player. He can get so locked in, especially... When you have a ton of shots from like 125 and in, which if you were forced to lay up on these par fives, and we know that Corey Connors is not the longest player in the field, this could be a really good week for him. So if you build your card like Connors, Scott, Hideki, take your one shot at the top and boom, you probably got your four for the week and you're probably good to go on that front. So that's just you know, my initial thoughts on what we're looking at from course history perspective, the skill set perspective, but we're going to run the numbers and figure out what's really going on here. I do want to check back in time, though, because I think that's a feature that I don't take advantage enough. I tried to do it last week. So let's go to the Memorial Time Machine. No, that didn't work. Great. Fantastic news. Maybe the 2021 works. There we go. 2021. And we're going to load in our model for the Memorial Tournament. Memorial new for 2021. I rebuilt it for 2021. Let's see what it looked like in 2021. Off the tee. 10%. Approach, 25%. Probably should weight that probably a little bit more drastically. We'll see here because I don't have around the green in. Oh, I do have around the green in at 10%. 400 to four, 450 to 500 par fours, 10%. Par fives gained, 5%. Sand saves, 10%. Around the green, 10%. 5% for 175 to 200 in terms of proximity. 
And then I put in par threes, 200 to 225. You could just change that to 200 plus proximity if you want to, which is what I'm going to do. Oh, didn't mean to load that in. I meant to add a stat to it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, we should probably let the time machine do its biz here right now. Let it self-load. It takes a little bit more time on the time machine because you're going back and looking at older stats. Uh, I want to add a stat, and we're going to call it... Uh, 200 plus, where are we at here? 200 plus proximity, greens and regulation gained, 10% as well. And why do I try to hit rename? I got to stop hitting load on all this stuff. Now I actually have to load in the proximity. There we go, 5%. I'm going to decrease off the T down to eight. And we're going to give a little boost to the 200 yard proximity since we saw that meant so much. And we're going to call this new for 2023 because that's the year it is. Sometimes I forget the year. Not today though. New for 2023, and we're going to go back and reload it into the model to see how it would have done in previous years to see if it helped us at all. Hopefully it does. Because the time machine, you know, a hot putting week can really change what everything is looking for. I'm running this for the past 24 rounds, by the way. So if you take a look, the top three finishers, shouldn't be surprising, they were three of the best players in the field, uh, end up coming one, two, three. So Cantley ranked fourth, Morikawa ranked ninth, Scheffler ranked first coming in. Those were the past 24 rounds entering play. So three of the top 10, including number one, finished inside the top three. Take a look at Green's irregulation gained coming into play. Chucky three sticks. I guess he was saving all of his good play for Liv coming in. Uh, Lowry was fourth in Green's irregulations gained, came sixth in the tournament. Connors came 53rd. He was fifth. Xander came sixth. He was 11th. Morikawa was eighth coming in. So Scheffler and Cantley. So Green's irregulation gained really factored in a ton. And then we keep going down the list. You see like Siwoo. Now he was inside the top 30 in the field. I'm trying to figure out the best guys who did really well. Patrick Reed. You know, Reed sometimes is just going to pop at 
more difficult courses like this. Obviously, his stats are never really going to be that great. But interesting to see from that perspective, to see he was doing well uh, in terms of greens regulation. We'll see how the proximity, 200 yards and in, did. It wasn't great for all the top guys. Maybe that's not something that we really want to focus on, at least from this one sample. You have your winner inside the top 25, third and 11 inside the top 25, Morikawa inside the top 20, Lowry 10th. So it's, it's there. Oh boy, Gary Woodland can't can't. Hopefully he's not in the field this week. I don't want to lose any more money on Gary Woodland. Good God! Uh, we'll take a look at the 2020 as well. Load that in, see what happens. Hopefully the 2022 we can get working again. I'll, I'll text Moose to figure out what the input problem is going through that. Sometimes you got to mess around with it to see what's going on. So the 2020 Memorial Time Machine. Try to see if this can you know tell us anything. Uh, so Green's regulation gain showed a strong correlation in terms of rank. Rom was fourth in the modeling, ended up coming in first. Finau was third, ended up coming in eighth. Now, this year played significantly more difficult uh, than a lot of people remember. So you had Palmer and Day pop up. Xander was second, came in 13th. Thomas was 17th, came in 18th. Siwoo and Rogers, 20th and 18th, came 18th and 18th. Spieth was 16th, came 13th. Then you had your weird outliers. You had Mac Hughes, Matt Wallace, Ryan Palmer. I mean, Fitz was 30th in the modeling, but let's take a look at this year then and see what happened. I mean, that's probably the best way to go through it and try to figure it out. Memorial, Rom wins in 2020. Click on 2020 to see if maybe there was an outlier putting week or what the hell happened. Palmer just dummied everyone in approach. Okay. Uh, Fitzpatrick gained eight strokes putting. Wallace gained six strokes putting. Day gained six and a half. Norlander gained 8.4. Mac Hughes gained 9.1. All right. That tracks. That puts a lot of it on the table for us. Uh, T to Green, Rom, Palmer, Xander, Morikawa, EVR. You know, it wasn't a great week just to be really good T to Green because you could lose so many strokes. You just have to remember, just even go back on the YouTube. On the YouTube, I sound like cussed at this point. Just go back on YouTube and search in 2020 Memorial and you can just see that it was an absolute bloodbath. Uh, I think I bet Tiger that week and Tiger was just such a train wreck. Yeah, he gained 40th. He gained a bunch on approach, but he just couldn't do anything else. Uh, it was so difficult that week. You even see around the green. Let's see. Around the green had a very strong correlation to doing really well. We see Matt Wallace. It's funny taking a look at Matt Wallace. See how he's been doing around the green lately. He's been hit or miss, but he did have a stretch for a while, like in U.S. Opens and like difficult courses. Like, even at Memorial in 2021, he missed the cut because he couldn't putt and couldn't drive. The approach and around the green were amazing. We've just seen him do really well around. It's funny just how, like, how poorly he can do sometimes, but how well he can do at other points of time. It's just kind of crazy. Oh, another thing to look at, too. This is something I wanted to look at. Uh, was TPC Summerlin as it pertains to Colonial? Don't know why. There's Harry Hall. It just Harry Hall stuck out to me uh, as someone who you know, was doing stuff uh, at the Shriners in his career. He came 15th there this year. I don't know if there's anything more to it than that. Just he was a name that stuck out. And I know that was a tournament that he had done well at in the past. Let's see. Siwoo, Hoagie. Oh, Putnam's doing pretty well this week. Shank is doing really well this week. Okay, maybe there is something here. Uh, just to think back to it, just I wanted to throw that on the radar for people in case that was a... You know, I thought about it when I was watching Shriner. Yeah, yeah, Harry Hall at the Shriners in 2021 came inside the top 10 as well. So it's a course that he really likes, uh, obviously. Uh, but uh, I just thought that was interesting to go back and look at. Uh, where guys that, you know, it's a weaker field event as well. It's during the swing season. I don't know why it correlates in this way at all. And I, I don't know even at the top end whether that actually means anything or not. I just found it interesting where was the one other place where I knew that Harry Hall had done well? It was the Shriners. And you can see some of the names at the top of the leaderboard this week, at least entering the final round, were players that had done well at the Shriners in the past. So in the time machine, let's take a look at greens and regulation gained and see what that did for us. Lowry was up there but failed to make the cut that year. I'm guessing it's probably because he putted himself out of the tournament. Let's see. Lowry. Now that's lower because I'm still on the Shriners. That was dumb. Memorial. Memorial 2020. Take a look again at the strokes gain. Try to see what happened to old Sugar Shane. Yep, minus five. Gain T to green in two rounds, too. Gain almost four strokes T to green. Lost almost five on the greens. Classic Shane Lowry stuff coming through there. So that's why he missed the cut. Hal did not play well, but see, Scheffler, Rom, Cantlay, all at the top. Like, they had good finishes, just no great finishes 
coming in. Let's go back one more time and try to check out. And this is before the redesign, obviously. So stuff's going to be a little bit different. Although I didn't find that it played all that differently. You had the same names and the same people did the same things well in order to get to the top. So interesting to see. So I think the model's pretty good. Now, obviously, when it comes down to projecting the stuff, we can look at bigger time frames. And this is one of the key reasons to have Fantasy Nationals, that you can go in, see what I've done, or just create your own thing, then tweak it a bit. And you can dig in and do more research on a lot of this stuff. So the rankings had Hatton at number one going into 2019. He came 33rd. Xander second, came 14th. Finau was third, missed the cut. Cantley was fourth, won. Hideki was seventh, came in sixth. Rory missed the cut. Rose was 5th, came 13th. Spieth was 11th, came 7th. 14th for Fowler, 14th overall. 18th for Grio, 9th coming in. Oh, Grio and Ann are such traps <laughs> this week coming in. Good God. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right. What else do we got here? How about the greens and regulation? Cantley was 1 in greens coming in. Cantley finished 1st overall. Chucky 3 sticks, missed the cut. Connors came 65th. He was 3rd. Xander was 4th, 14th. Uh, Spieth and Hideki, 12th and 13th, were 7th and 6th. Putnam was 9th, came 17th. Okay, interesting. Fowler was 17th, came 14th. You even have Duffner down here as well, was was 23rd in greens and regs gained, and was 7th when it came down to it. Harmon, 26th, 27th. Uh, Yeah, Fowler, 17th. Stenson, 10th. All right, so it's not all there, but you can see the makings of it. Scott was 2nd in... 200 proximity coming in with second overall Hideki. So Hideki kind of fit all of the bold that we were looking at. He was just a very poor putter from five to 10 feet. And that's probably what ended up sinking him. Honestly, when you go back and look at it, uh, you have Cantley was inside the top 20. Xander was inside the top 20, both you know, first and 14th. Rose was 14th, came 13th. Bryson was ninth, came 22nd. Willett was eighth, came 22nd or 27th. Sorry. So it was around. So let's go back to our year this time around go to the Memorial Field, and see how we're doing. My bets this week at Colonial are not going great, although it seems like there's a lot of volatility on this. Hopefully Stumanji Singh can get it going on the Sonora Tour. Uh, that'd be nice. He's third going into the final day, three back of Patty. Patty finally started to struggle coming down the stretch. It's been a fun tournament to watch, actually. Uh, so that would be a big win for me. Hopefully the USFL goes pretty well for me. I need one more under to come in to clean up uh, and using the USFL to support my golf losing problem. But DraftKings-wise so far, I told Tambo on the Wednesday show that I was reassessing my process going back to playing 150 in the mini max to try to tweak some stuff i have three runners that have a legitimate shot of winning this week so we'll see how it breaks for me on sunday hopefully it breaks pretty well and i can get my win i think harris english is best case scenario for me in winning so the overall rankings this week for me coming into play we have scheffler number one xander hatton cantley rom okay rory clark hideki jagger and morikawa inside the top 10 Hovland, Thomas, Day, Spieth, Siwoo, and Connors. Siwoo and Connors are 15th and 16th. Rogers continues to be up there. How has Rogers been doing? Oh, good Lord, there's Woodland. He is in the field, damn it. Fowler, Lowry, Grio. Maybe Cam Davis? We'll see. Take a look at it. Everyone's going to be so mad at Cam Davis after betting him and making him uber chalk on DraftKings. Rogers. The Irons have gotten away with him after a really nice stretch here where he had three three top 20s in a row, Valero, Heritage, and Mexico. The putter's been really good. Uh, the driving has obviously been good. I do worry about his approach play coming in, and he's never gained on approach anywhere at Memorial. Now, he's had really good putting weeks, and those resulted in top 20s, but all right. So, Patrick Rogers, you're getting crossed off the list. How about you, Gary Woodland? Bad PGA Championship. Take it from me. I bet the guy. Played him a thud on DraftKings. Didn't work out well. Uh, Hasn't finished inside the top 20 since 2016 at this course. Been really bad at driving the ball here, which is really strange. Uh, We know the deficiencies of his around the green game, and the putter has been hot and cold. More cold than hot, but it's been actually better for him than at most places. He was a bit banged up last year, so I'll give him a pass, as is the only time in 11 years where he drops strokes on approach. So Gary's not the worst play in the world looking at it all price dependent once again take a look at ricky big rick slick rick ended up making the cut at colonial 
You know, it's been a pretty good run for him lately. This would be a nice spot for Ricky to get off the schneid. This has been a very good course for him. He was second in his debut here in 2010. Uh, obviously, the game hit the skids a little bit last year. He still made the cut, though, 11th the year before that, a 14th, 8th, and 2nd. So very good course history for Rick. We all kind of want it to happen for Ricky. This would be a really cool spot with Jack, giving him a milkshake, shaking his hand at the end. So, Ricky, we're going to keep on the short list of potential plays this week. Lowry, uh, man, poor guy. Chaps my ass the way that he gets good running good, then running cold. He actually like, didn't lose a ton of strokes on the greens. That was really nice coming in. So let's see his memorial. He had a very good memorial last year. Again, a lot or two years ago, sorry. Uh, was very good tee to green. Was very good tee to green here in 2017 as well. You know, outside of his debut in 2013 and 2020, which was, again, the really wonky year, it's a pretty good run at memorial. This could be a really good course for him and did win at Firestone, way back when, so a good Ohio crossover for him as well. So we're going to keep Lowry in mind. We'll add him to the short list. Oh, good. I'm just filling up my card with losing bets so far. I'm not in on any of these guys. I'll talk through with this uh, more because, you know, someone from the top of the board is probably going to win. we got to figure out who that is. It's probably going to be Cantlay, but I'm not going to bet Cantlay. He's going to be a disastrous number. Anyway, Grio having a very good week this week. Uh, at Colonial, not such a great back end to his round on Saturday, but here we are. Uh, finished inside the top 10 in 2019, 11th in 2016. has not been a very good run for him other than that. Gains a bunch off the tee for a short hitter. The approaches, they can get going very badly. The putting has been bad each of the past three years. Gained a bunch around the greens a year ago, which is strange for Emiliano Grillo. Bentgrass, Cam Davis. And probably didn't really work out that well for him last week. So two of the past three, but he is someone who plays Pete Dye courses really well, has done well with the players, although it was all chipping and putting this year. See how he's done at Memorial. Not great, Bob. Not great at all. All right, let's let's strike Cam Davis from the record. Pretend like we never actually talked about that. Other things that we can look at going in. We look at Green's regulation gain. So here's what well, we got. Jaeger is third. So Scheffler, Rom, Jaeger, Cantley, Lowry, Connors, Xander, Bramwagon, Joseph Bramlett, Morikawa, Vic. Then on the back half of the uh, top 10, after the top 10, sorry, uh, some lower name guys. Will Gordon. Let's take a look at how Will Gordon's been doing. Wood, Woodland, Hatton. I could see Hatton winning this. Really could. Clark, Putnam. We've seen Putnam actually play pretty well. K.H. Lee, Hideki, Spieth, List, oh, God. Tom Kim, Michael Kim, T-Dunks, Hoygaard. Oh, Nikolai Hoygaard's in the field. Sweet. Uh, Batia. Batia's having another great tee to green week. Um, eventually, that's going to get him there. Maybe because the putting's a little bit easier here. Maybe Batia can win that. Wouldn't that be great? Rogers, Hubbard. Hayden Buck loves to fuck. Thirsty Lawrence, Seb Straka. Straka has had success. Obviously, he won at PGA National in his career. So, you know, he's won at a Nicholas course, at least in the past. And when we saw him do well at the PGA Championship, not sure how he did this week. So Mexico and Wells Fargo over five and a half strokes gained on approach for Batia. Uh, and having another decent week, Tita Green at Colonial as well. So maybe let's you know, put him back on the list. I mean, I, he's an auto bet for me. I said that last week. I'm just going to continue to bet him. Uh, we'll see. Putnam is rising up the ranks at Colonial. I don't trust him at this course, but the approach play has actually been pretty good. Yeah, the approach play has been really good for him. All right, we'll take a look at him. Will Gordon, uh, it's been going bad. Milk's gone bad for Will Gordon. Dude can't chip to save his life. Although, if he can get back to, like, this realm of, you know, from the American Express to the players when he was actually gaining strokes on approach, that could be nice. Probably not willing to take that chance on him this week. Take a look at the best 200-yard proximity players in the field coming in. Rom, Hoagie, Scott. I mean, Scott keeps popping up. We know that the iron play has been better. So, we shrink this down to, let's say, 12 rounds and take a look at the very close past maybe scott gets a bump up he was 67th in greens and regulation gained over the past 24 rounds i'm curious to see how high he ends up getting bumped up when we go past 12 rounds all of a sudden he is now 41st so he's been doing a lot better in that in the proximity putting 10 to 15 feet first sixth in proximity from 200 uh part of the long par fours ninth sand saves ninth overall ranking would be eighth in the short term so we shrink it down to the short term xander scotty windy c hatton matsuyama the knights who say nee! smith rom scott connors woodland grio hovland cantley ekrote cam davis k h lee how's k h lee played here maddie fitz 
Henley, Siwoo, Lashley. So Siwoo is another one. Probably end up divvying these guys up a little bit at least. See how Cage Lee has played. Yeah, he's made the cut every year, but nothing good. Cannot putt on these greens to save his life. Uh, but it was eighth at Wells Fargo and then came 50th at the KH Lee Open. But he did lose seven strokes putting uh, at the Bunny Ranch. So be wary of that. Greens and regulations gained coming in over the past 12. Xander, Scotty, Lowry, KH Lee, Buckfuck, Bramlett. Bramlett. Bramlett and Buckley. Michael Kim as well. Michael Kim is on another planet right now. Uh, I don't know how he got. So he was so bad, then so good for that one tournament, then so bad. Now he's kind of got it all back. Jaeger continues to show some good looks here. Neesmith continuing to look pretty good. Connors, Hovland, Hubbard, Clark, Grio. So we're seeing a lot of Connors, a lot of Spieth, a lot of Hatton, Putnam, Woodland, all popping up on these lists. Bo Hogue hasn't played on the PGA Tour since the Wyndham, Cla- Wyndham Championship last year, but he gets this invite every single year because I think like his grandfather helped create the course with Jack. I think that's how that worked. Anyway, who are we looking at here? Bramwagon. The putting hasn't been there. He's been playing like, all right, ball striking-wise. Never played in the Memorial in the past, but it's funny. Mexico, AT&T. So the weaker field events, he's doing pretty well, not the stronger elevated events. Uh, Hayden Buckley coming in, had some good run. Uh, was very chalky this week at Colonial. I don't believe he made the cut. Uh, we can go back and look at that, though. Maybe we can try to find some people who are in this field. Michael Kim missed at the Byron Nelson. Seventh at Wells Fargo, fifth in Puerto Rico. At the, too bad this isn't the Memorial Health on the Corn Ferry Tour where he came third in his three previous starts at Mirfield Village. He has missed the cut. Neesmith coming in. Neesmith playing a bit more consistent golf. That driving and the irons are getting back to what they were during his really great stretch. Okay, that's good to see. The putting hasn't been terrible. Chipping hit or miss. Memorial was 37th a year ago. Didn't gain a bunch off the tee. Probably someone more to target in weaker field events, but interesting to see nonetheless. So let's take a look at guys this week who are doing pretty, pretty well. Got around two DraftKings, I suppose. Try to see everyone in the field. Load that in. It's going to load in my custom model for Memorial. We're not really concerned about that. What we're concerned about are the in-tournament stats. See if we can find anyone. Switch that over to total. And see if there's any players who do, who are doing well. All right. Let's see here. How's everyone doing it? Oh, wow. Harry Hall gaining nine strokes putting through three rounds. Shocking stuff there of why he's doing so well. Uh, it's funny because he's getting 1.1 off the tee. I think he's been one of the like worst drivers. I think that's him. Yeah, he is not. Over his past five starts of losing 0.3 strokes off the tee, 0.4 for his career. The approach has just been devastatingly bad. Had not gained strokes on approach since Pebble Beach. That's only two weighted rounds to go back and look at. Now you see this week, you know, he's gaining everywhere, but it's really been the on the greens where it's been working out for Harry Hall. Scheffler, funnily enough, that's a word. Just take a look at this. 10.1 strokes gained T to green, minus 4.3. Rose, too. Rose is interesting for next week as someone who's played well at Memorial in the past. You know, he's second T to green at Colonial right now, uh, gain, losing 4.3 strokes. Same as Scheffler on the greens. Now, this is always the case against Scotty. When Scotty doesn't win, Scotty can't putt. Scotty doesn't know. Well, to me, Fiona and me, do it in his van every Sunday. He also doesn't know how to putt. So that can be problematic when we look at it. Uh, Lipsky is up there. Tamo must be having a pretty decent week. He loved Lipsky coming here into the week. Let's see. Ball striking wise, actually, just approach wise. Let's take a look. Rose, Hubbard, English, Harmon, Malnati, Raigai, Se, Shank. This is through three rounds. I think some of the guys have teed off already. Morikawa, you know, he's doing his Morikawa thing, gaining on approach, can't putt, can't chip. He's not driving the ball well enough to really overcome anything. See Si Wu, three off the tee, 3.7 on approach, almost similar to Ben on three off the tee, 3.9 on approach. Looking pretty good there. Ben Martin, I wish. Ben Martin's in 10th, so that's good. He's having a good week for me. I was wondering who was. Him and Eckrode are really helping me. Not a good week for Lingmurth, who I was hyping up. But fortunately, I went through the scattershot of the 6K guys that I was playing this week. I think my approach was right. Too much speeth. For my liking, uh, not enough rows, but other than that, uh, everything was kind of clicking on all cylinders for me going into it. So T the Green, Scheffler, English, Rose, and Shank. There's Batia, uh, 2.4 off the tee, 2.5 on approach, 1.1 around the greens. That's a pretty good week. He's sitting in 16th right now, so that's very good. 
All right, let's go take a look at the guys who missed the cut, who might have something to offer us here in terms of approach. Even from the back end, Todd Father's having a good... Todd Father can't putt. That's interesting. Lee Hodges, good approach week. Kitayama, good approach week. Bat around the greens, bat off the tee. You know, Morikawa, Hickok actually having a pretty decent week. But who were the guys who actually gained on approach who missed? Champ gained on approach. Actually, he's still in the field. He's 63rd. Uh, Davis Riley gained two strokes on approach. Couldn't drive, couldn't putt, couldn't chip. It's a problem. Here are two big ones. Sam Ryder and Cole Hammer. Ryder gained 3.4 strokes on approach and missed the cuts. That's, you know, per round. Very, very good. Don't lose four off the tee, and all of a sudden you're looking a lot better. Uh, that was really it. Like, if you... Those are really the only outliers in terms of approach who did pretty well uh, and ended up missing the cut. Willett gained both off the tee and on approach, but missed the cut. Gained two ball striking, 1.4 tee to green. Yeah, so there's not really outliers. The guys who are playing well are doing well outside of like the outlier that is Harry Hall. I guess Streelman has gained 7.7 strokes putting, losing on approach and losing chipping. And Hovland is gaining almost five strokes putting. Like Those are sort of the outliers. Griot gaining 4.4 on the greens. Probably not super sustainable for him. Putnam and Ramey are both gaining a ton on the greens too. So that's not likely to keep itself up. But, you know, they're not a disaster elsewhere going forward with it. So now that I have my home studio rebuilt because I had a water leak in my no, in this room, so I had to be relegated to another room where I had no video for a while. So it's nice to be back in here. I love doing these shows. I hope you guys like them too. So smash the like, sub to the channel, give me your long shot sleeper down in the description, and we're going to guess some odds for the memorial. Once again, it's an elevated event. No homo, no finau. So those guys you kind of take away from the top of the board. I got the big four coming into this in terms of odds this week. I got Rom at 7-1, to one, Scotty at 9 Rory and Cantlay at 12. I think there is a chance that Cantlay could be the same as Scheffler because he's won two of the past five years at this course. Rom just having the success that he's had here, he's obviously going to be the favorite coming in. And I wouldn't put too much stock into what happened to Rom at the PGA Championship only because like, if you watch the Sunday round, he was all over every pin and missed every putt right. All of them. I don't know what the hell was going on, but he's been a lot better at this course. I mean, you might just want to dump on Rom this week, and Rom's going to win. Boom. Easy game. I might consider doing that as well. I tried that with Sink at the PGA Championship. We'll see if it works out. I mean, he's very much in contention to go do that this week, and just I've been having problems with my longer shots. I'm glad I didn't dump all on Scotty. I say that now as Scotty sits in, like, 10th place. He might storm back and win this event because he's got that 63 in him at Colonial. This we know. So those four I have is the big four. After that, I got Xander at 16, Homa, or sorry, Hovland at 18, Morikawa at 20, Justin Thomas at 22. Morikawa is going to be tough because he won the work day at this course, but different conditions, but then lost in a playoff to Cantlay in the ROM year. So they might factor in his course history here as well. So I have those as the next four. Then I have Spieth and Fitz and Day all at 25 to 1. I got Sungjae and Hatton at 33 to 1. Hideki at 35 to 1. Those are my guesses for how the odds open at the top of the board. And after going through this entire exercise, guys, not at the top, the very tippy top of the board that I like. Connors, Scott, Hideki, Lowry, Siwoo, and Rose uh, are six that I've identified that I think that's set up really well for here. Obviously, more research is needed. This is the first look through, really trying to dig into what we see at Memorial so far. That's the way that I see it for the moment. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. Again, go get a membership at fantasynational.com, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get 20% off. We got the Canadian Open next week, then the supersized content week for the U.S. Open. The week after that is the best stretch of golf from now to the Open Championship. So dig in, have some fun, everyone. I hope you had a great holiday weekend, enjoying the very temperate conditions up in the Northeast. It's been fantastic. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.